Welcome to episode 8 of 52 Tickets, where we talk about movies, toys, and video games. And a little bit about me, I guess, and some other things, happenings that's going on this week and whatnot. Uh, doing some double time this week because uh, catching up from not having episodes in the past, went on vacation, whatnot. Uh, I find that it's really good to go on vacation at the beginning of the year because you're kind of relaxed and you can kind of flow into things. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. But um, I'm very cool, very chill. There's a lot of weird, bad things going on this year so far, but uh, just kind of going with the flow. The dude abides, so to speak. I know, that's lame, whatever. Moving on. So, let's see, what's going on? We have uh, a lot of interesting stories going on in the news, social media, whatnot, uh, video games. Uh, Get into it right now. Let's do it. So let's see, what's happened this week so far? Uh... Not a hell of a whole lot, you know. Um, been working on getting this up and running. Kind of on the fence about keeping it on YouTube. I'm going to go 10 episodes in. But at this point, I just put the podcast over some visuals of an arcade and uh, let it play out. But I don't know. Do you listen to podcasts on YouTube? I don't. I, it's not. The, the whole thing of a podcast is it's something to listen to in your car on your way to work or on your way home. Or when you have some free time and you can do other things. That's when I listen to podcasts. I, I do podcasts a hell of a lot more than TV. I listen to Joe Rogan, uh, Greg Hansen podcast. He used to do Arcade Impossible on YouTube, and he kind of drifted away from that. Um, and then I get into some some darker, funnier stuff because I like dark humor. Uh, I like Anthony Cumia, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, from Opie and Anthony days. He has his own network now. And you got to take that with stride. You can't listen to that too much because it starts kind of, he builds a case against, you know, happiness. He's just a, he's a hater. He's such a hater. And he just looks for things to hate and get offended by. And so you, you got to monitor how much you listen to that because when it's getting too much, you know, listen to some music, just relax. So they got that. And then there's three comedians in New York, um, Louis J. Gomez, uh, David, oh man, I'm, blanking on his last name and uh big jay okerson they do a podcast every wednesday called legion of skanks which is a horrible name and it's probably the most offensive podcast you can listen to but it's they're just comedians being dirty comedians talking about dirty stuff they they run out of material pretty much halfway through the show and then they're doing stuff with their interns but it's good for a laugh because big jay okerson is hilarious i love that guy but and Louis J. Gomez, and apparently the David guy, I can't remember. Ah, oh, I suck. Anyway, that, that's what I listen to. So, yeah, listen to podcasts on the way to work and back. And, uh, yeah, that's because uh, TV, it's really hard to watch TV. you got a kid, so most of the time it's, like I said, Disney stuff. And then maybe around 8 to 9, I should be going to bed. But I try to watch things on YouTube and get caught up with current events and whatnot. Uh, Good luck with a TV show or something. I've been wanting to watch stuff. Uh, usually pick up documentaries. I want to watch that uh, Mr. Rogers documentary still, Welcome to My Neighborhood. I think that's what it – that doesn't sound right. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Welcome to my neighborhood. Anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, one I want to watch. Um, there was a Scientology documentary I was watching. I haven't finished it yet. It's interesting. Um, by L. Ron Hubbard and the whole Church of Scientology and Tom Cruise and all that good stuff. It was on HBO a while ago. Oh, that Robin Williams documentary is really good. That's like a year or two old now, but I still like that. I don't know what it's called. I couldn't tell you. But if you can look it up, it was a HBO documentary about the life of Robin Williams. That one was a good one. So anyway, that's what's been going on this week. Not much. 
All right, so for movies this week, we're going to do Mortal Engines. It came out in the summer. It's a big blockbuster produced by Peter Jackson. It's a big concept movie about uh, your cities and city-states or whatever are on wheels now in a post-apocalyptic future. They're like, uh, you know, towns, big tanks, basically, with the city on top eating each other. There's the whole concept, like London's attacking this little one. (sighs) Big concept, poorly executed. I'll tell you why. You had an effects guy direct it. I love effects guys. They're great. They don't really translate to good directors sometimes. They don't have the heart. They don't get the character connections. So it's just kind of like effects, 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 effects. Movie's over. And you're like, oh, that's that's lame. Plus, steampunk is a hard sell. Always. Always will be. I remember when Steam Boy came out in anime like in 2000-something or 1990-something. I don't even remember. But steampunk is just... It's goofy. It never seems to... It's a parallel universe where... Uh, steam engines and whatnot are the like the tech that people use. So everybody's got monocles and jet pa- jets that have like you know everything running on steam and whatnot. And it, it definitely has that vibe, even though it's not heavily you know it doesn't show steam per se. It's like a lot of engines and whatnot. But the the main actors, the the lead and the lead, the two leads don't connect. There's no chemistry. You can tell they don't like each other. The the guy is like a you know little wiener guy, and she's like the badass girl who who's been scarred by the villain. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. The story seems to have been done forever, and um, I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like any of the design. Really, there's a lot of political messages in there. Um, it just wasn't entertaining for the most part. It just kind of actually, I'll take that back. There's one like side story that was entertaining, like the giant robot guy, or he's not a giant, but he was like a robot guy who's like an Android dude chasing her. He was well-designed. He was cool. He was creepy, but had no place in this movie and it didn't connect really in the movie at all. And so you're like, why was this in the movie? And then once, and that ends promptly in the middle and goes back to the main story and you're like, okay, and you're not as interested. And then it just keeps, you know, meandering on and then it's finally over and then ta-da, it's over. So I would not recommend this film. Unfortunately, they were trying to go for a franchise. You can always kind of tell, you can smell it and it's not going to happen. It's just another one of those one and done big budget bombs and actually did really poorly at the box office too because it just didn't connect with the audience. The movie trailer was terrible. The, the whole mortal engines part is only like the first 15 minutes and then they ditch that for the whole side story stuff and you're just like yeah, okay fine so anyway pass all right for games this week i'm going to recommend heavy burger for the nintendo switch it's a digital download only by data east or data east is basically up in the forefront here it's got burger time it's got bad dudes it's got a uh, heavy barrel uh side pocket and um, lock and chase all these arcade games and you basically are the burger time characters fighting each other you just like basically you can go two to four guys fighting each other for a sack of money and then you go through arcade game through arcade game through arcade game uh to basically win and you know it's you keep dropping the thing, you get shot at, whatever, and there's all these distractions and obstacles. It's a fun game, uh, and it definitely pays homage to arcades. If you're an arcade retro junkie, this is totally the game for you. I, it just came out of left field, and I love all of games from Data East. I'm not really familiar with Side Arts or Side Pocket, the uh, billiard game, or Lock and Chase. This is a little too old school for me. Or, you know, it's not Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, so I don't know of it. But anyway, it was pretty good. Um, I totally recommend that game. Uh, it does get frustrating. Uh, my wife and kid can attest that I just I get screaming at the Switch sometimes because 
you can set the bot's level of hardness, but the distractions, and you keep dropping the bag of money, and then he gets in, and then he moves forward, and you move back, and you're like, ah! So it's definitely got like a Smash TV or a Carnal. What was that game called? I, man. Anyway, <laughs> arcade game feel is Smash TV. It's a Smash TV feel. It's a top-down where you've got the left stick and the right stick. You can shoot, and you can block, and you can and you can move, you know, advance to the next level. But definitely a good game for the Switch digital download only, of course. So don't look for it in the stores. That's going to be happening a lot more lately. So, But, yeah, Heavy Burger by Data East. All right, and for my toy this week, not much going on. So I wandered into a Hot Topic at some point and got a Aloha Stitch uh, pop vinyl keychain guy. Uh, he's wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt and has a coconut. It's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. My daughter's really into Lilo and Stitch, and I came back from Hawaii not too long ago, so I really like Stitch right now. And It just reminds me, because I have a yellow stupid shirt that I got from Hawaii. Got to get the tourist shirt. But he's wearing a yellow shirt. Almost looks identical, so I'm like, okay. It reminds me of, you know relaxing and having that fun week off where you just you know you didn't work and you just enjoyed the beach the sun drinks over exposure to the sun getting sunburn okay not that much but it was a great time and there's a little cool figure a little keychain i of course take the keychain part off of course i had to modify him customize him because that's what i do with funko pop keychains i tear the heads off and i put different heads on it that are more scaled to the body because they're all super deformed the heads are like huge they're about like an inch themselves and i don't like the eyes that are just pupils of nothingness soulless i don't like pop keychain i don't like the pop vinyl guys because of the soulless eyes that are just beads i'm like oh you did so much work on the bodies and then for the head you just went boop there's a square with two eyes seriously and everybody loves the pop vinyls they go collect them like crazy they take up whole aisles now and stores that I go into because that's the like every license that comes out, uh, Funko gets. So they make a pop key, pop vinyl for people wait in line for pop vinyls. That's great. We have pop vinyls ourselves at home, but I just can't get into it. They're too big. <laughs> they got to be an inch or smaller. That's my favorite toy. So, but the Aloha Stitch is awesome. Uh, he's a Hot Topic exclusive. Um, the keychain guys are harder to find. Uh, maybe that's why I like them. Plus they're smaller. And uh, you can only find them at, like like I said, Hot Topics. Uh, GameStop used to carry them, not so much anymore. The local comic book shop I go to has them, so whenever I need a body for something, I go there for that. Um, where else could you find them? I mean, it's a very specialty item, so you got to look for them. But big fan of the Pop Vinyl Keychains and Aloha Stitch. That's my toy. All right, now this segment, I am going to give you a little backstory about me. Me as a person, me, how I came to be, what not, whatever. Grew up in uh, Sacramento, California uh, for most of my life. Um, went to high school at Foothill High School. Um, kind of a loner, kind of an introvert. Uh, I'm an extrovert by trade for work, but an introvert by nature. Uh, my father and my grandfather are pretty much the same way. We, My grandfather worked pretty much alone as a stonemason. Uh, he didn't talk much, but when he did, it was very interesting. He was a guy who listened to radio shows. Uh, when you get him mad, he'll get mad. Uh, but yeah, Grandpa was cool. Grandma was very like bossy and told him what to do. And that's kind of like, that's, that's a reoccurring theme, let's just say that. But um, quiet, smart guy, 
who, you know, you know when to advance, you know when to do things, but at the same time, you're, you're conservative a little bit, at least in your daily to-do, whatnot. So, all right, back to me. So, <laughs> high school, um, kind of nothing really happened until the senior year, and that's when I got into uh, filmmaking and stuff, and ROP or whatever that is, where they send you off campus. That was uh, when I kind of learned about film cameras and stuff. I mean, when I was 12, I was hanging out with my neighbor guy, and we were making movies and stuff, goofy stuff. But, you know, learning the ins and outs of that, and, you know, you wanted to be a director back then and all that good stuff. And uh, the the movie industry was totally different, too, back then. So uh, I kind of modeled my goal into more of a, I want to be in the industry, which which is fine. And, you know, because the director thing, it's very stressful, and you're stuck to one, one project at least for a two or three year duration. And that's what happened to me when I made, um, I made a short film and then I made a feature length film. Uh, this was in, later in college and after college or whatever, uh, before I turned 30, uh, made a feature film, premiered at the Crest Theater. Uh, then uh, nothing really happened, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, here and there, there was little bites, but nothing really exciting crazy but then i think i'm gonna say i got my current job through having made a feature film because uh i feel like that really stuck out in my interview and it was a weird chance interview to be honest i didn't even think i was going to get the job and it was kind of like this has happened this has happened you want to go check this out i'm like yeah sure whatever i don't care i got nothing to lose and boom been here ever since so not gonna get too much more into that because i don't really want to talk about it and i really can't talk about it ndas so but i'm happy that is where I'm at, but I also like to do things creatively on the side still, so I tried to make some shows here and there. I kept doing different things, finding out I was getting less and less time, especially with a toddler. I uh, wanted to make like a variety show, show with lots of special effects, you know, messing around with After Effects and Premiere and whatnot, but then I just like, oh, I just don't have the time to do this, and then I realized I don't have the time just to edit every week, and so I'm like, hey, I can do a podcast, and then I, I did some podcasts with some friends for a while there, and then to be honest, scheduling became too hard because other people have kids and, you know, uh, families, relationships and whatnot. So you just, it's hard to schedule. So I go on solo route for now. Uh, and just, I promised myself this year I would do 52 episodes. There's 52 weeks in a year. And so far I've kept up with that, but I had to change the format along the way because editing every week is just too damn hard. So here we are, podcast. Anyway, that's a little backstory about me. Uh, big fan of video games, toys, and movies. is kind of the trifecta. That's what I've been into since birth. <laughs> toys have changed, come and gone. Toy stores are gone. Toys R Us is gone. Video games, I kind of, I like the, well, let's, let's be honest. The consoles are about to change. Everything's going to go digital and streaming. I don't want to spoil it or anything, but Google's going to announce that. I guarantee you Google's going to announce their like streaming console thing so you can play all the coolest, newest titles on a streaming console like or your, or your phone from their powerhouse streaming uh, servers, and then there will be no more digital. But to me, it was always kind of also made me who I am. I would go out on my bike. I would search out the arcade games. I would search out arcades. Uh, back in the day, they had like Street Fighter 2 and 7-Elevens. They had a Safeway near my house had arcade games. They had like, I remember Mario Brothers. The very first Mario Brothers arcade game was in a Safeway. They had a Circle K that had games. Just 
that's where the, I could remember where I first played titles. Like Chuck E. Cheese had Golden Axe. Chuck E. Cheese had Pole Position. That kind of stuff. So that's why I loved. It was a thrill of the hunt, and that's where the titles came from because they they resonate with you where you go. So that's kind of where I am with video games and retro. And it's kind of faded over the years as far as today's games. Like uh, I won't play Fortnite. I won't play Apex Legends. I won't play any of those games where you have to go online and servers and all that and play at home because I'm like, there's no thrill, there's no hunt. And I don't, I'm not a multiplayer. I'm just not. I don't like playing with other people, competitive people, angry people, offensive people. I just, I would rather play a game for myself for 20 minutes. These days what I do is I'll play a game for like five minutes, feel that nostalgic vibe, go on to the next game. I'll play like 20 games in like a 10, 15 minute period. Just play the first level and go, that was fun. Moving on, moving on. And, you know, if I have time between toddler and work and sleep and eating and whatnot. So anyway, that's me in a nutshell. And I still like movies. Uh, Go see them all the time. Um, Although, you know, selection's getting smaller all the time and then once in a while you get a big blockbuster that you go check out and uh documentaries and all that good stuff try to learn while i watch something (laughs) so anyway and so games toys movies that yep that's me the trifecta right there boom 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 collected toys forever have a huge collection over the years sold a lot of stuff on ebay just realized you know you don't need all this stuff so i've been consolidating and shrinking so everything that's like the most iconic, I'll create in one inch version figure. Check my YouTube channel. I'm sure I made some. I have a whole episode where I just like real time customize like a tiny one inch Hulk figure from the MCU. So that kind of stuff. But that's me. Toys, movies, video games. So boom, backstory done. All right. On this segment, I want to talk about basically the the gaming of today. Uh, recently, the mo- the game Anthem came out, which is a like giant multiplayer experience. Like, I think you g- they're called Jaegers. I don't know. That's stealing it from Pacific Rim, but those are like the the suits you get into and you fly around and you collect loot and stuff. And basically, it sounds like a dud of a game because EA made it, and EA has been going down this rabbit hole of make you pay for stuff online. You have to have online servers. They just put all the money, all the effort, all the time into a single title that's going to suck. They used to have so many different games, like Need for Speed. Where is that? And um, they had a lot of sports titles. They had a lot of stuff. But nowadays, they just they focus all their attention on one title. Like last time, it was Star, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and that kind of imploded because the loot crates scandal that happened there plus star wars is star wars is dead and um yeah so and then there's this apex legends game that came out everything is uh battle royale online shooter games just not into them uh tried a couple of times call of duty um what was the most recent one i don't know but this i can't really get into these online shooters uh, people playing Fortnite. I don't. I don't play for long periods of time. I collect more than I play, uh, and I'm always trying to get it to work. Because one of my big things is trying to get things to work on PC, which is you know it's an undertaking. Because you actually go into lines of code at some point. You got to go into pr- basic, basic, basic through other word of mouth programming. I'm not going to claim I know HTML or any of that stuff, but I get in to the nitty gritty sometimes of where folders are laid out and whatnot, and the files have to be in this way, specific this way, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, it's more of an OCD thing than a uh, intelligence thing, I think, but getting it to work, and then once I get it to work for that, you know, one level, I move on. 
So I'll spend a whole weekend trying to get something to work, and then when I get it going, I just move on to something else. But can't get into, like, these life-sucking games like Minecraft or whatnot. I'm fascinated by how many millions of people watch people play this on uh, Twitch or whatnot. I try watching Twitch on occasion, but it's just... It's not for me too. Um, the only the Twitch stream that I thought was most interesting recently was somebody went to Vegas, and I was like, "Oh, I can see Vegas in real time because they're live stretch, Twitch streaming." And then they ended up sitting at a restaurant with four or five other people, all had cell phones out, twitching, or or just texting. Nobody talking to each other, and I was like, "Huh, this got lame real quick." So, <laughs> Twitch streams are interesting. People watching the game. Sometimes I'll check out, you know, whatever Mugen's going. That on that uh, multi crazy fighter game that's kind of like made from scratch but um yeah it's just not for me it's not what i do not what i play and, and whatever new big triple a title comes out i won't buy i won't play it um i'm more about the old classics consoles arcade retro that's just me so anyway um Good luck to the people who like those games, Apex Legends and whatnot. It's like the flavor of the month. Uh, and I don't know if they ever go back to it after. Like World of Warcraft, it's kind of dead now, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, you, you go on from one title to the next, and then you have put all this time and money into this one title. Uh, I can't see putting a lot of like apps on phones. I can't see spending tons and tons of money on a game in game for like special outfits or special items. And then, you know, I grew up with the game genie. So that's why, cause I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, use the cheat code thing and I'll have this. And then you have your five, 10 minutes of fun. You're like, that's it. Instead of seeing your bank account drain because you bought tons of rubies or gems or emeralds so you can buy better costumes, characters or whatnot. I was really disappointed with this, uh, champions, Marvel Dave and Buster's game that just came out at the arcade helped promoting um, uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's a whole other show right there. But <clears throat> anyway, the game is basically just the app blown up so it dispenses cards. The game and it has a joystick and two buttons, but they're basically it's it's awful. You just watch three players kill each other or two if you really suck. And um, there's really no strategy or gameplay aesthetic to it except for, you know, you put the money in. Here's your card. Thanks for playing. You can scan the card. These are the, the animations we drew. And Dave and Buster's is, let's be honest, 50% apps blown up onto an arcade cabinet. Uh, Flappy Bird, the Rampage game. It's just whatever, you know. But I still go Dave and Buster's because it's, you know, location-based entertainment. So, but uh, where was I going? I don't know. Games, yeah. Games are weird. Games are different. There's always something coming out that I'll be interested in, but it's getting, just like the movies, less and less, you know. Uh, Arcade 1-Up is kind of my interest more because they make full-on cabinets now that you can get for on the cheap. They're like Ikea furniture, and you can modify them, of course. And they're going to make... This they, at CES this year they showed off like uh, desktop versions and wall versions and they have plushies coming out and they even have plushy arcades that you can push the button and it makes noises and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so getting that stuff. So <laughs> that's more my interest than uh, Fortnite, Apex Legends, those kind of games. I just don't do the online games. All right, so keeping in vain with the uh, location-based entertainment that I was just talking about, I love Chuck E. Cheese, grew up with Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese has changed over the years, and I really had a hard time with it evolving into like just a kid's playland with a hip uh, whatever grunge mouse. <laughs> that he used to be like a skater mouse with, you know, 
knee pads and a helmet. And before that, it was like a dirty rat with a vest. So, you know, whatever. But the games were always there. That's where the game started. If you can check out on YouTube, you can see some old Chuck E. Cheese where it was just wall-to-wall games. And then there's creepy stuff coming out of the walls because, you know, we were learning how to entertain children and stuff. And that's where you went for your pizza and stuff. So, And the, the pizza was better. I don't know. I, I assimilate or I whatever you want to say, I equate pizza with video games with, you know, like a pizza parlor should have video games. And that's not really the case anymore because there's not really, everything's delivered to your house now via Amazon. So, <laughs> or, or was that Diner Dash? No, that's what you shouldn't do. Dine or Dash. No, there's like that app now that you can get your food delivered to you because, you know, a lot of people don't leave the house at all. I try to if I can, but, you know, I'm kind of, I don't have a choice in that matter sometimes because, you know, you got your toddler, you got to stay home with the kid and it's late and you got to get cooked dinner anyway, but I don't do the uh, food dash thing. If you got groceries at home, make it. So anyway, Chuck E. Cheese was awesome, but here's the thing. We still go to Chuck E. Cheese on occasion because the girl needs to run around and um, she's at the age where she kind of gets the concept, but she's probably OCD worse than I am. She'll look at it. Oh, we got to put the thing in. Okay, it's working. Okay, I'm done. Moving on to the next thing. And then I try to collect tickets and we get a toy at the end of the night because, you know, you still have to get the tickets. But, I mean, 80%, I would say 90% of the games at Chuck E. Cheese are ticket redemption now. So you kind of just have to go with it, whatever. I used to go to – okay, back in the day when I worked at – I'm not going to incriminate myself. Um, Let's just say I had a deal in place – where I could play skee-ball every Tuesday night. And I was really good at skee-ball. And I would always score the, the whatever, the um, jackpot. So you get 500 tickets every time. So I got probably close to 140,000 tickets at one point, And I cashed them all in and bought everybody Christmas presents from the Chuck E. Cheese snack bar, the, the toy thing. So people got electric keyboards, drum sets, you know, whatever it was, it was a toy. I, I don't care if you were an adult or a kid, you got that stuff for Christmas. Uh, luckily I had some cousins. I got them stuff that they were young cousins, like little kids. But yeah, uh, that was a fond memory of Chuck E. Cheese. And then Chuck E. Cheese, like I said, had golden axe. Chuck E. Cheese had pole position. They had uh, cyber sled. And these games will stick out because that's where I would play those games. Star Wars trilogy, the arcade, Daytona 2 with the GameWorks uh, logo if you go by the f- second level. And that's kind of weird cross-promotion of GameWorks because GameWorks was a other location-based entertainment place where you go. They only were, exist in uh, certain cities like Seattle. Uh, there was one in Ontario closed down there in Vegas still. Um, but anyway, GameWorks was promoted at a Chuck E. Cheese, so that was kind of cool. And you could, if you can get it to work on a PC, Daytona 2, I'm not going to tell you how. You just figure it out. There is a one version of it that has the GameWorks logo in it as you go by, so you can relive those memories. So anyway, Chuck E. Cheese is awesome. But, oh yeah, King of Fighters Neo Wave, and that was, that was at the Chuck E. Cheese in Pinole in uh, California. But yeah, see, these games just resonate because I just remember this one title sticking out, and I'm like, that's where I played it. That's where I first I saw it. I remember there used to be a bowling alley. It's a Best Buy now, and that whole area is demolished, but... That's where King of Fighters 94, uh, I can remember playing like the Neo Geo cabinet there and whatnot. You'd go to bowling alleys, you'd go to arcades, movie theaters to find these games to play. But uh, Chuck E. Cheese would be a good constant place that would get updated games, new games. And, you know, that's kind of where my love for it happened. So, And then I can take my kid now to Chuck E. Cheese. She loves Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, the cycle continues.
Alright, in this segment, I ask why. And here I'm going to ask why do we have so many reboots, so many sequels, and just a basic lack of creativity and a lot of stuff. Or if it is new, it's basically a rehash of something old. Like Anthem, for one, looks like you can pick different Iron Man costumes and run around in the jungle. Nice. So, but, man, the creative, it just, I guess, nostalgia and, you know, hindsight always twenty twenty. It always looks so much better in the back there. But, you know, you had all these different new things coming out and, you know, you just your brain could hardly contain itself. But now it's like you got to wait for the next Marvel thing or <sighs> superhero thing. Yeah, seriously, that's all there is to look forward to. And then a reboot or a recycling of something you loved as a kid changed around for whatever political reason or, you know, don't get me started on Ghostbusters 2016, but we're getting another Ghostbusters in 2020. I'm like, yay, Ghostbusters. We're getting a Transformer Ghostbuster hybrid toy. Um, they're making more Ninja Turtle toys. It's, and I'm like, get a, get a vibe here. That the, the best stuff happened in the 80s and 90s, and that's what we hold on to. That's what we pay for. But here we are. We're still stuck in all the same old stuff, you know. Uh, they rebooted RoboCop which was a sin against nature. I'm just saying the 1987 RoboCop is the best perfect film ever made. Everyone knows that. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, yeah. And <laughs> Transformers got a soft reboot with Bumblebee. Uh, Street Fighter basically killed themselves with Street Fighter V, but I'm not going to go into that. You know, it's just, come on, man. New stuff. Where's the new stuff? That's why I kind of try to make my own stuff once in a while. So, anyway... Yeah, we're just stuck in this recycling trend right now. We're, uh, that's the stuff that'll sell. Everything has to be a giant blockbuster, so that's why. That's another story where basically we, we got rid of the small films that were like you can go into theaters and watch. Everything has to be a tentpole blockbuster or it just doesn't happen now. But, but, but you know, I'll take that back because uh, Mortal Engines tried to be something new and it just failed miserably. So I guess... People they do still take chances, but it just it doesn't come around very often that uh, anything good happens. They put a lot of money into something that's gonna. F I would rather they put mediocre attention to three different projects instead of putting all the money into one project. But I don't make the rules. This is what happens. This is how we are. And anyway, I'm a, regardless, if you know me, you think I'm a negative guy all the time. But I personally feel pretty positive most of the time. So maybe I give off the wrong thing. I've been told I have resting bitch face. That's fine. But <laughs> I'm a positive person in general. And I think, you know, a pendulum is swinging the other way, so to speak. And we're going to get some more creativity coming back. I think it's coming. We're on our, a track to creativity. And I think it's going to change a lot of things are going to change um if anything can be constant it's change so i'm positive about that and i think um i think eventually the apps that are made by independent developers are going to get better they're going to reach those 90s level of games because right now i'm not really into the 80s or 70s or stylized look this line is moving like the closest i think that was good was uh, shovel knight 
even though I've never played it, but it's basically a Mega Man clone. Uh, we're getting the Streets of Rage clone coming this year. We're supposed to get a, uh, a new Ninja Warriors and stuff. But, you know, 16-bit level's coming, and that's where you really get my attention because that's what I grew up with. And not the, uh, look, Pac-Man without, you know, form is moving over here. Or let's climb a mountain for real in Shadowland or whatever. You know, uh, apps today by independent indie games don't interest me most of the time. Once in a while, I'll get like a, dra- a double dragon neon or something like that. But otherwise, it's like, okay. But it's coming. The creativity's coming. I think it comes from that. I think you're going to get... Oh, that's fun. Anyway, sorry I got cut off there. Anyway, let me uh, let me back up and just uh, say, yeah, think positive. Things are going to be good. It's coming. So get excited. Don't be depressed. Uh, live in the now. Excited for the future. Forget about the past. Unless it was good, then be nostalgic and remember. Anyway, that's that's all I got for this week, this rambling thing. Um, just like to say thank you for listening um, next week. I got a structure down now, so I can bomb, 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 go down the points that I want to talk about. Um, we will hopefully have seen Battle Angel Alita by next week. I uh, want to talk about that one. I'm excited to, to see that in the theater. So that is that. Games, that's going to be a random hodgepodge or whatever that uh, comes by me. And uh, toys, you never know what you see. I still go in the malls and stores looking and see what I can see. So anyway, uh, catch you next time.